Hey everybody, it's Adam, live and in person for you. Hey everybody, it's Adam, wonder who he'll interview. I am so excited to be at the Gospel According to Heather Press event, and all is well today because I get to talk to Katie Segal and writer Paul Gordon for The Gospel According to Heather. You're making your off-Broadway musical debut in this show, The Gospel According to Heather. So how do you appreciate now that you're making your off-Broadway debut as opposed to, say, when you're in your 20s or 30s? At this time of my life, I, I guess it's because I never say no lately. <laughs> <laughs> and I begged, and, so that was part it, of it. It wasn't a difficult choice to make. And Paul, what made you write the show? I'm constantly thinking of ideas, story ideas, but this was actually a screenplay that I wrote in the early 2000s, and it went the way of most of my screenplays went in that era, which is nobody paid any attention. So in about a year and a half ago, I was just musing on what the next show I was going to write, and I had remembered the screenplay, and I got it out, and I read it, and I went, this is kind of cool. And it really struck me that it was so much more pertinent for now than it was for when I originally wrote it. So that's what triggered the idea. And what do you relate to most about Agatha? There's a lot about Agatha I don't really want to talk about. You'll have to come see the show. But she's wise. She is matriarchal, yes. I would say. She's pretty funny. What else do we know about Agatha that's that's fair to Well, I think admit? I think we can say that she's part of she's an important part of Heather's life and she's somebody that Heather goes to, to, to confide in. How do you mentally and physically prepare for the show? Or how do you think you will mentally and physically prepare for the show? Well, it's interesting. You know, I didn't sing a lot during the pandemic. And I usually sing a lot. I have a band at home. I, I, I play around. And so when Paul called, I realized, oh, I better get it together. Because as you will hear, this is an amazing bunch of incredibly talented people. So I have been preparing. I've been going to my vocal lessons and trying to sing every single day so that I can do the material justice. It's really amazing material. And Paul, can you talk a little bit about what your creative process is like? You know, do you have a specific place that you like to write or time of day that you write? What is your writing process I'm like? sort of a nine to fiver or more accurately, 10 to six. I really just discipline myself to write every day. I read an article years ago that Paul Simon said, I just get up every morning whether I have an idea or not, and I, I work from nine to five. And that kind of inspired me, because he's sort of a hero of mine. And I also love to write. So it's really a joy, and I feel incredibly lucky that I get to wake up every morning to do this. And so whether I'm writing lyrics or music or book scenes, it feels all sort of the same thing to me. And Katie, when you're performing in a show, whether, whether it's a theatrical show or on TV, how do you guard your time and energy so you don't get worn out? It's been easier as my children get older. You know, when I was working and my kids were little, I, I don't know that I did guard my time and energy. You know, you just show up and do it anyway. So it's been easier lately. I sleep. <laughs> I try to sleep a lot. And as much as I say yes to most things, I've also learned how to say no to things that are not necessary. Mm, that's a great lesson. And Paul, how, same question for you. How do you guard your time and energy when you're writing so you don't get worn out or, or if you get writer's block, how do you get past that? I watch TV. 
basically, which is the main theme of the show. Um, No, I mean, actually, after writing all day, my wife and I hang out. We, like, talk about our day. We have something we call our fireside, even though we don't have a fireplace. But we imagine that we do, and we talk about our day, and then we watch some of our shows for relaxation. That is such good marital advice. Thanks, Katie. I must say. (laughs) I'm going to go home and suggest a fireside chat. And what is the best advice you've received but not taken? You mean in general in my entire life? In general, yes. Well... I can tell you the best advice I did take. Is that better? Can you can, I do that? You can do that. Bette Midler told me years ago when I worked with her, save your money. <laughs> oh and I'll never forget her telling me that. And that's what I've done. I love it. I love it. And Paul? I'm going to go with the best advice I ever got from both Alanis Morissette and Stephen Schwartz. Both said the same thing to me. Don't read your reviews. That's And now for you, Katie, I know you've you've gone through a lot of hardships in life. How do you continue to keep going and how do you bounce back from tough times? That's a good question. Well, first of all, we all go through hardships in life. After all, it's life. I would say I have a good community that I don't try to do things alone. I also have an enormous amount of faith. So... I sort of have this overall belief that whatever's going on is supposed to be going on, even though I may not understand why. And when I can sort of surrender to that fact, it just makes life easier. Also, I'm just going to say this. I don't avoid pain. If, if, if it's painful, it's painful. Rather than try to run from it, I think the fastest way out is through. So. I just try to keep my eyes open. What's that? Wow, I love that. You should write it in the script. Can, can that be my answer as well? Yes, exactly. <laughs> really, exactly. I can't say it better than that. And, and would you say it's a simple act of faith? A simple act of faith? Oh, like my song. Yes. Would I say it's a simple act of faith? I, I think faith is a decision. I think faith is believing in things that you cannot see. And I think that that's a decision. And what would you say is your biggest mishap, either on stage or on set, that you still laugh about today? Once again, I'm going to go back to when I was a harlot, (laughs) which is like years and years and years and years ago, but I had to wear a mermaid fin and and roll around the stage in an electric wheelchair. And I never actually fell off the stage, but I did have some problems with the braking system sometimes. And my fin was a bit hard to maneuver in. Bet was an expert at it, so I just followed her lead. So not quite a mishap, but almost. I, I love it. I and love the wheelchair, it. of course, prepared you for <laughs> this role eventually. Absolutely. Yes. It all, it all works out. Right. Everything yes. comes around. And Paul, what would you say? Do you, if you have a writing mishap? It's not a writing mishap, but what that makes me think of is when we did Jane Eyre at La Jolla Playhouse, I think we only played there for a month. And I want to say that the fire alarm went off during the show about 15 times. And it was sort of horrifying to find yourself in the parking lot with the audience in the middle of the show going, hey, how you doing? Hey, good show so far. And then like 20 minutes later, you go back in and try enjoy the rest of the show. Oh, my God. Yeah. That was, that was really fun. Amazing. That wow. is an amazing, amazing story. 
I do have one final question. So what would you say is the gospel according to Katie? Like, what is one rule you live by? One day at a time. I love it. And what would you say is the gospel according to Paul? Watch more TV. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, thank you both for your time today. Everybody listening, come see the gospel according to Heather at Theater 555. He'll get the dirt and the scoop and the story for he happens to be in the know. Just ask anybody who's had him at all the place for the business of show. Call me Adam.com.